it's Amy and welcome back to the Hallmarkies podcast. Today we are talking about the fifth episode of When Hope Calls over on Hallmark Movies Now and um, though we are missing our fearless leader Rachel today she's out having fun and having some well-deserved time off at one of her um, movie showings. Um, So of course we have our trusty Hallmarkies Hardy's sidekick Cammie is here with me today. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm a hearty sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. So, <laughs> alrighty. <laughs> um, you know, it's early in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Cammie is here with me, and we're just going to talk about this fifth episode and see where our discussion takes us. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, just jump into it. Uh, Cammie, do you have some overarching thoughts about this episode? What was your, you know, overarching thought? <laughs> I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, there was just enough that happened to to make it a significant episode but it wasn't horribly dramatic and there wasn't another fire mm-hmm. uh, but this one the oh there I don't know there was something special about it I really really liked it and we kind of got the jealousy going <laughs> with both guys you know? yeah <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't just one couple is jealous and the other one's going fine no they're no everybody's a little wary of mm-hmm. Mr. Sam, what's his name? <laughs> Sam Tremblay. That's Tremblay, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I um, in my notes, I just called him Sam, the cute prospector. <laughs> um. can swing just about anything. <laughs> I said in the I said in the tweet fest uh, last night. I said, does that include his fists? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see in the future. Is he gonna start making trouble? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. I think there was just kind of like something about this episode where like, we saw so many different things about all the different characters, which I think was really cool. Um, And this was like, our I feel like our really first like big ensemble episode and it felt kind of like an episode of like those old um like step by step or one of those old shows where like everyone's in the house at once <laughs> um I was like the whole town is gonna end up at the orphanage right this episode it's um, true though it's true though because all of the kids were there for the majority of the episode and because of minor work laws mm-hmm. you have to be careful about how often you use the kids which mm-hmm. is hard in a setting that involves an orphanage and that is their home but they've done it they've done a pretty good job of spacing yeah. it out but this one everyone was there and it made it really fun to see everyone there and to see them there as their family yeah so that just kind of gave it like a new essence and I like this type of episode I I just really think it was a good place. Like, this was a good placement in the season for this type of episode. Agreed. Gotten to know the characters a little bit. And so now we're seeing them all kind of work together and come together a little bit more, which is really cool. Lillian is doing the laundry, and the girls are playing Miss Mary Mac. And I'm just saying, I remember, I don't know if girls do it anymore, but I remember playing those hands, like lemonade, crunchy eyes, and all those fun ones. 
what was the other one like my boyfriend's back or something <laughs> all those those games when I was younger and um so that was like a little cute blast from the past I don't know I don't see girls I work in an elementary school and I don't see girls playing those games yeah. anymore they, they all have devices so they don't need hand games anymore exactly <laughs> and I'm like well you know the good old days when we played jacks and did the <laughs> things it's fun. So then the storm is coming. The storm is a brewing. And they didn't take the laundry down. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> you're realizing it's just going to get wet again. <laughs> I'm like, that's not, that's not going to help. Like, go hang it up in, in the house, like, or uh, under the porch. I'm like, you can hang it out under the porch. So at least it might get a little dry. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, it was a great, it was a great foreshadowing of the storm that's coming to the orphanage, but then you don't take the laundry down. <laughs> so, gonna get rained on. Yeah, they're just going to ruin your clothes, but okay. <laughs> yeah. They so didn't want to spend time on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a cute little scene. They're all getting into the house. And then after that, it shifts to Grace at the hotel. Um... There's one customer, and let me tell you, he's a harsh critic. What do you think? <laughs> oh, my word. The meat is too raw. The pie is too tart. The coffee is too strong. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, it, you don't like it. And I think what Grace said was, like, kind of appropriate. Like, because he was kind of being high maintenance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, she was trying also to lighten the mood, but obviously yeah. he was not having any of that you know we've got the tin man here no heart mm -hmm. <laughs> he, was, he was she was trying to do it in like kind of a humorous nature lighten the tension and he was like no i'm not, not having that. anything of it but one great thing that came out of that scene is we finally found out how they get their funding government stipend mm -hmm. she said it rachel's yeah. gonna love that if she's already seen the episode because <laughs> we've been talking about that we said how are they getting their funding what funding and i and i haven't been able to talk to my sister-in-law because she's on vacation with my brother in england for their 25th <laughs> wedding anniversary uh -huh. so so i was like how would how is that gonna how is that gonna work because my sister-in-law's canadian but yeah. now we know government stipend bingo <laughs> yeah i was just kind of assuming that just because that's yeah of the time period and it i know canada was pretty established at that time period and everything so i mean minus the fact that again the show is ignoring world war one but because <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's still world war one is going on so there might have been some other issues with that stipend and stuff but you know <laughs> critic and chuck comes in and is you know trying to be all like buddy buddy with her and she's kind of giving him the cold shoulder a little bit like a little bit but not as much as i thought she would i thought yeah. that she was gonna be a lot colder but i you know chuck says you got room for one more and she said, yeah sit down so it looks like things are okay yeah and then he immediately says, I looked for you at the party. He's a smart man. Mm -hmm. He's a, I've been married for 11 years. So trust <laughs> me, that man is a smart man. He just goes immediately to, hey, I wanted you there. I looked for you. You were gone. That made me sad. Very smart man. <laughs> <laughs> he was just upfront about everything. So she knows. So she goes back and she finds out, dun, dun, dun. The harsh critic is the inspector. 
joy. <laughs> yeah, really. So, unfortunately, now this guy that she kind of insulted because he didn't really seem to have much of a sense of humor was going to be inspecting her orphanage, and it kind of seemed like he already had a little bit of an attitude toward her when she said her name. So he'd already had, like, a preconceived assumption about her. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> there was a lot of bad timing in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay, then they, what, when you go back to house, oh, great, there's a leak. <laughs> and then the floor, and then the ceiling fell. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're, they're just not having the best of luck. It's just, like, one thing after another. <laughs> so, there's the leak, and the ceiling falls in in the girl's room, and it's, it's just, that's a whole mess. And apparently, beforehand, there'd already been shingles that had fallen off the roof. So, this was, like, kind of coming. Yeah. If they were prepared. They'd ordered the shingles. <laughs> so that's But good. if you but if you remember they couldn't pay for all of them. All of them, yeah. So, so I thought that entire scene, I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much, but that entire scene was just adorable. With mm-hmm. the three guys. It was just the three guys and so RJ, Greg, and Jefferson, so sorry for calling you adorable, but it just was. <laughs> It really was cute. it was just an adorable scene that Joe is saying they can't pay for it, and Gabe says, "What? You're not gonna extend credit? Help them out? No, no, no! I did, but they won't take it. Which mm-hmm. shocker! They won't take they won't take charity." <laughs> and then Chuck says, "I'll pay for it," and then Gabe says, "How are they gonna afford a roofer?" It just the whole scene was just adorable. The yeah, guys. And that kind of gave, like, a little bit of a, like, an insight, too, to just the guys, like, um, attitudes and how they, like, care for other people and care for others in the town and stuff, and that was really cute. And, um, and the two girls. How they specifically care <laughs> girls. Um, yeah. All right. So, getting back to the leak. After the leak, I believe this is right after the leak, we have a man with a beard coming up to the, what is now the infirmary, I would call it, yeah, yeah. Um, which used to be the prospecting, prospecting office, is that the correct terms? Uh, well, yeah, the, the ASA, the, how do you say it, a, the gold ASA office, something like that, or okay. office? Yeah, so at first I was like, oh, is this just like a random gold miner that found a couple pieces of gold and was trying to come to the closest town to cash it out or something, and Surprise, it's an infirmary instead, but we get a lot more about this, uh, this guy. So, first thing he does is kind of intimidate someone who's trying to steal an apple from the general store. Hmm. Oh, that character was bad news. Anyway, uh-huh. yes, yes, trying to steal an apple from Joe. And I'm like, oh, it, it's, it's an apple. Pay the two cents. I'm like, Okay. And I don't, I don't know where this guy got off thinking, like, ooh, I'm a bad guy because I stole an apple. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's a free sample. But you know what I loved? And probably I'm going to say this because I'm short. <laughs> I'm only 5'3". Mm-hmm. But I loved the fact that Sam was shorter than the guy. Yeah. He was shorter than the guy, but he just stared him down and he had a very intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. 
and the guy backed down. And, you know, like I said, does the experience of swinging include the fists? I wondered, <laughs> I wondered if he was going to take a swing at him. If- yeah. And I think also with, like, the beard and everything, like, this other guy was looking at him like, what has this guy been through? <laughs> like, Harry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did he say when he, when he shaved? He said, I, I guess it's time to stop scaring the bears or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you might scare off a bear with the facial hair. I tweeted Marshall Williams, the actor who played Sam. I tweeted him and I said, did you actually grow that? Or was that a wig? I'm still waiting for an answer because I really want to know. Did yeah. he do that or was that, a, was that a wig? That is, if he did, that is real dedication to the character right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Then a little bit later, we see the Apple Stealer again, but he's coming out of the hotel. He bumps into Tess. Um, Tess is like, kind of like, watch where you're going. And he, she, she goes in and finds Ronnie on the floor, you know, slowly getting up with blood on his face. So. And he when, says, no police. Yeah. So. It's a little, a little sketchy there. So we've seen before that Tess and Ronnie talking about, you know, well, we don't know what Gabe's going to find out type of thing. Um, so this is like a little another piece of that puzzle to what he's going to find out, maybe. <laughs> I also think that Ronnie has been portrayed as the bumbling uncle. Mm-hmm. But that scene by itself really shows there's a much serious, uh, much more serious side to his character, to his whole presence in the town. It's not as much of the comic relief as we thought. Yeah. So he does have a past. <laughs> so he says, no, please. He doesn't want to go to the infirmary. So Tess goes over and asks Maggie, I almost called her Molly, Maggie, <laughs> to come to the hotel and that's when um there's different stories given it was like oh he fell and then he was like i ran into a door or something or a wall yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i i like what force would you have to run walk into a door to break your (laughs) pitch black in the middle of the night and running at full speed yeah (laughs) like so or like someone would have to literally like just whack that door at your face (laughs) it just I don't think Maggie was believing it but at the end of the day she did a job as a nurse and being like all right I'm not gonna ask all the questions not my job (laughs) and did you love how she said um meat has bacteria (laughs) (laughs) immediately the meat like well now it has bacteria it's all over the floor (laughs) yeah I'm like um you probably like I've seen people put meat on their face, but, like, there's, like, a towel or something between it, because you're not supposed to put it directly on your face, and I'm thinking, like, where's the bag of frozen peas? But I was like, oh, wait, it's 1916, there's no bag of frozen peas. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And this was such a little thing, but I absolutely loved it, maybe because I just love the way British people speak. But the fact that she just said apologies, you know, she didn't say I apologize, she didn't say my apologies, she just said apologies. And I just loved the way she said it. And she's going about the whole 
the whole uh, setting process yeah. and the and the examining process, and she just you know she doesn't even stop. She just says apologies and keeps <laughs> on going. <laughs> and my whole thing with that too is he's he goes like, oh, I need to go to the hospital down in I don't know where he said Clearwater. In Clearwater, and she's like, no, just hold on to your chair or something along those lines. She's like, I can do it. What are you talking about? You don't need to go to a hospital. And then everybody on the street stops and turns toward the hotel. That must have been a pretty loud Holy Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. But like in a small town, you like, even like on streets, like when something happens or something super loud, everyone else will like be like, what just, what? What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think that was really funny how everyone just kind of stopped. So then we have, I'm not, sh I think this is before the roofing, yeah. Maggie's walking down the boardwalk and uh, Gabe asks about what she was doing uh, in the hotel. And, you know, he gets a little suspicious. He's like, Brownie broke his, he broke his nose doing what? <laughs> And didn't she say something, Maggie said this something along the lines of like, well, it depends who you ask what, yes. what happened, yes. um, which is funny because that's kind of like the is like when, you know, you're hurt and you're embarrassed about what happened to you. Now, necessarily in this case, like obviously it was something bad and that's why he didn't want to tell what had happened. But when you hurt yourself and it's something embarrassing that you did to cause the the injury um you don't want to tell the truth and so like there's kind of stories you tell um I remember I dislocated my knee um I fell I literally tripped and fell on concrete and dislocated my knee yeah ow <laughs> and when this had happened I was dancing quite I was a dancer at the time when I went to physical therapy like everyone around me for my knee was you know an injury for football or an injury for baseball or gymnastics or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a dance injury. That's what I told everybody. <laughs> because I wasn't going to say I was literally walking to my locker. I tripped and I <laughs> But uh, yeah, very relatable of like, if you, if you got a little injury in an embarrassing way, you might want to say it differently or someone else might give a different story because of course my mom went around and told everyone like yeah my daughter fell and she <laughs> so but Gabe is getting suspicious at this point a little bit like oh, what he broke his nose okay whatever so I'm pretty sure after that scene we just go into the general store with Joe with yeah the one the, um about. yeah with the uh shingles and it it that again like we said earlier that was just a really really cute heartfelt scene and um that the boys were willing to one Chuck was willing to pay for it and just willing to help out was really great oh I skipped over the part where Sam goes to the house <laughs> goes to the orphanage right so uh Sam for the price of a meal as a thank you from Joe uh does the delivery to the orphanage when he gets there you know Lillian's a little flustered the inspector's there there's a hole in their roof and so she asks him she's like hey can you swing something like can you swing a hammer and he's like there's a lot of swinging that I can do <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> yeah and if we could, if we could go back just a tiny bit further with the, with the cookies. Oh, yeah. With the, 
Oh my gosh. Did that remind you of the episode in season two of When Calls the Heart with the two chicken fried steaks? Rosemary's chicken fried steak that looked perfect and Elizabeth's chicken fried steak that looked awful. And Mr. Andrews did not make the noble choice. He he tried to do a little bit of a, oh, it's so hard to decide, but he went after Helen's cookies. But the problem was it wasn't fair to poor Sophia because she said, what about my cookies? I don't want to leave them. And Eleanor said, I'll take them out. Then Eleanor got distracted by the arrival of Mr. Andrews and then they burned. I felt really bad. I felt really yeah. bad for Sophia. That whole the- situation was just an accident. So yeah. yeah. And then Helen rubbed it in her face. You know, he likes my cookies better. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, you know what, when you think about it, like, these kids aren't actually siblings, so I'm like, there might be, like, a different type of tension between them all, but, I mean, they're arguing just like any kids would, but, yeah, um, but a lot of position, you know, because Helen was saying, I'm the oldest, I should speak for yeah. us when he comes, yeah, a lot of position. Yeah. And also, from where they came from, if they were being in different orphanages, for all they know, they don't know if they're ever going to see these other kids again. So that can also, I think, add to maybe their arguments a little bit or something, because maybe there's not as much of a, well, it doesn't matter if we don't like each other anymore because we're never going to see each other again type of thing. Because I think the whole argument with the locket was a little bit over the top. I mean, but then again, what, she's preteen girl, so. <laughs> and it's all she has left of yeah. her mother, so that's a, that's a big reason. Mm-hmm. And you know, that I have that, I have that in my notes. I said, the girls are fighting right now. Really? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the inspector is here. Lillian and Grace cannot catch a break in this episode. <laughs> no, they cannot. But I also found the juxtaposition of putting the storylines of Sophia being suspected of stealing the locket mm-hmm. with being suspected of stealing the $200. I thought that was a great juxtaposition. Uh-huh. One, other, one other thing before we move on. Uh, Tess driving the car and Ronnie teaching her how to drive. So I said, what's she going to hit? You know? <laughs> yeah. Is who's who's the better or who's the worst driver? I tweeted that. Uh-huh. Who's the worst driver, Rosemary or Tess? Because... <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's gonna run someone over that's crossing the street, or like a a dog or something. Like, <laughs> frightened. Body's <laughs> mopping his brow. My neck is. My neck says otherwise. You know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is this is like the first case of whiplash <laughs> in an accident? <laughs> And then the feed store owners like, no, no, these these are terrible machines. You don't want these. You know? like I can get you a pair of horses for a lot cheaper than better. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. And then how she's like, well, can you give her a quick crank? And he's she's like, no, you got to really put your back into it. <laughs> oh, that just, I was just busting that whole scene. I know, <laughs> I know. Oh my word. Yeah. So um. I think at this point, so the inspector's in the house, uh, Grace sees Sam working on the house and goes, pulls Lillian aside, is like, that, is that a great idea? He 
doesn't look like he should be around children. <laughs> we have a complete role reversal. Yeah. Completely switch roles. Lillian does the impulsive thing. She does the wild thing. She just says, yeah, you're hired. And Grace is the one saying, we don't know him. We don't know anything about him. We should check with him. He needs to clean his face if he's going to stay. That is such a Lillian thing to do. I know, right? I just, like, think at this point, Lillian was so flustered with everything else going on that she's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, like, we just need to get this fixed. I don't care who does it. Like, <laughs> um, so, but that was cool to see Grace kind of take on that, like, responsible not, not that she wasn't responsible before, but, like, more of a responsible, like, hmm, Lillian, should we think about this more? <laughs> like, um, yeah, especially when Lillian's, like, the older sister figure, um, but Lillian's kind of, uh, or, but Grace is kind of schooling her a little bit. <laughs> like, that little, that little interchange, you hired the vagrant? It's a prospector. Prospecting vagrant? <laughs> just, that, just that tiny little interchange was so hilarious. They have a lot of great sister moments in this mm-hmm. series. I have found all five episodes have some really amazing sister moments. I don't have a sister. I grew up with five older brothers. And oh. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting life, I promise. So, seeing these sister moments, because I have two girls. I have two girls and two boys. And Mm -hmm. so seeing what my girls have to look forward to, Mm -hmm. hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, when they become adults, I really love seeing that, seeing that the whole them becoming sisters and friends as adults since Mm -hmm. they did not grow up together. Yeah, I I have, um, I'm the middle child of two boys. I have one on each end. So, (laughs) Um, so, you know, but I'm also the only girl. So, you know, I'm, you probably got some special treatment from your parents as well for being the only girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did, but I also got dumped on a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, My brother's favorite things are to tackle me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all those other fun things that boys do. Um, But, but yeah, their sisterly moments and their little bit of role reversal, I think was really cool in that that scene. And so then um, Lillian kind of trying to, like, and Grace trying to encourage him in, like, a nice way of, like, oh, yeah, we have hot water. Um, (laughs) I wrote it, I wrote it down, I wrote it down, Lillian says, neat, trim, tidy, clean, she used all four of those words, and he just was not getting the hint, (laughs) just... I wanted to say, dude, wake up. <laughs> he finally got it, but yeah. he was just not taking the hit. So then the boys show up and uh, they're... Oh, they- with the little pretend hat tipping. That was RJ Hatanaka. That, you won a lot of people over with that tiny little maneuver. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So they're coming in and the girls are like, well, well, Sam is working on it. Maybe he needs some help. And both of them are like, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Sam? I love the look on Chuck's face, on Greg Hovesian's uh, face. It was classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wait, what? What? <laughs> and then, of course, when they meet Sam, he walks out and he's completely like clean shaven, and he looks like this very handsome man. And the girls are both like kind of like, 
wait, wait a second. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's Sam. That, yeah. <laughs> at a complete loss for words. Yeah. Kind of, you know, trying to edge what? over to get, to get their, to get the eyes back on them. <laughs> Hello, Lillian. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi there. You're there. Hi. <laughs> This is very, very funny. Very, very cute. Um, oh my gosh. And then in one of the scenes, okay, so then after this, I believe, is when um, Lillian talks to the inspector, um, yeah, and the inspector accuses Grace of stealing money, of running away. Well, she did run away from a lot of orphanages, but of just not being of good character to be around the children. Um and this kind of takes Lillian aback because I believe at least, though Lillian does love her sister, at the end of the day, they didn't know each other growing up. And they haven't been around each other for that long at this point as adults. So all Lillian knows, maybe Grace did take the money. Um, she has no clue. Yeah, she doesn't know. And um, like he said, like, you're the one who found her. They didn't. And even though there was that situation, she still stood up for her. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down because I loved what she said. Uh, Andrew says, she doesn't seem like she's the best. She's not the best partner. She is the perfect partner. Mm-hmm. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> she just, she socked it to him. She's like, even don't though, mess with my sister. <laughs> yeah, even though she's completely unsure, yeah. she's a little taken aback, she knows that it probably didn't happen because she mm-hmm. does trust her sister. And But just the revelation of that happening was very unsettling. Yeah. But still, she goes right past that and says she is the perfect partner. Yeah, that was, that was great. And I, I like that the way they stick up for each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then um, after this, I'm not sure if it was right before this or right after this, but the girls are walking on um, around the house on the porch. And this was just a little side note. I noticed that there was this gorgeous old tiny pram on the porch. Thing. It's it's before it. It because yeah. I wrote down why the baby carriage. I, yeah. I saw that and I just went, oh my gosh, there's a baby carriage <laughs> walking around. And I'm thinking, oh maybe it was Lillian's and they just didn't have any place to put it in. Or I'm like, is this foreshadowing? Are they gonna get a baby from the government? Because that would be fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Or is it just a prop to make it yeah. look old, old tiny? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I just thought, oh, there's this gorgeous pram that they're just walking by. I'm like, hmm. So they have a pram if they get a baby. Like, I mean, they're they're prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was just something I noticed um, from that. Um, so uh, Chuck and Gabe are jealous at this point. They're and the talking that they do with Sam. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Like you should, you should not overstay your welcome. <laughs> Definitely not. And the the thing that the thing that I thought was really great, you know, when uh, when Gabe tries to pick up the shingles and it hurts his arm, where he got shot. Thank you very much. <laughs> it, but Sam doesn't know that. But he says, "My dad had a saying: suck it up, Buttercup." I'm like you, punk. I mean, <laughs> that that was really. But the big thing was. 
Gabe could have been severely insulted by everything that Sam was saying. He's saying, suck it up, buttercup about the shoulder, where he got shot. <laughs> and then he's like, well, it's a good thing you're a Mountie because you would never have a future as a roof mender or something like that. I mean, he could be seriously insulted and take a swing at him, but he's laughing everything off. Good on you, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems a little rude. Um, <laughs> got a little bit of an attitude. But, um, I wonder yeah. if getting territorial. Like, I yeah. to stay. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so then we've, uh, you know, the inspectors found out about the hole in the roof and everything. And, you know, he's getting on them at this point. Um, and then the girls are fighting in the living Again. room. And he overhears. And he's like, well, what is going on? And I kind of like how Grace and Lillian at that point were like, okay, we need to focus on the girls. And kind of were like, you know what, dude, just be quiet, please. Um, <laughs> Lillian was a little bit more diplomatic about it. <laughs> Grace said, not now. <laughs> And Lillian says, we will answer all of your questions after we've dealt with the needs of the children. I'm like, oh, smooth. <laughs> smooth move, girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, these girls are arguing. They're fighting about the locket. She's, uh, I don't, uh, accusing Sophia of uh, stealing it. Um, and, you know, the, the girls, I feel like, did a really good job of kind of calming the situation yeah. a little bit. Um, with the girls, which I think was good. And then, you know, we do eventually find out that it was a mistake. Helen it had gotten caught on Helen's clothes and, you know, it was just a little oops, not worthy of an accusation. <laughs> I want to put a plug in for the girls acting, the, mm -hmm. the little girls. I don't know Helen's real name. I'm going to look it up really quick, but Kate Moyer, who plays Sophia. And then I'm about to get it. Here it comes. Riley O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. Riley, just both of them did a really great job with the fighting scenes and with the turf scenes. Yeah. And then with the forgiveness scene. You know, when Lillian says, Sophia, why don't you help her put it on? I was like, whoa. Oh, mm. that, oh, because Sophia could have said no. Exactly. And that was, that was a very bold and wise move on Lillian's part to ask Sophia to put it on but then Sophia just very gently puts it on and Helen is you know she's eating humble pie at this moment mm -hmm. moves her hair and then Sophia finishes uh finishes pulling out the braid and I just thought wow so Riley and Kate if you're listening you girls did a fabulous job with all yeah. of those scenes nice yeah, they work. really did they did a great job um yeah so and um this this little attitude I, I think the inspector gets a little bit of a sense of how they um work with the kids a little bit more and how both of them are really kind of needed because they're both different type of women helping the children out um and i think that was that was a very good point for him to see that to see them working this out and assisting them i think that was a good thing for him to have seen i remember um, thinking is it a good thing or a bad thing that he just got yeah. brushed off <laughs> he, could have it. he could have been like oh well they don't take enough care for you know the seriousness of the situation or something right. or, 
yeah, something like that. One thing that one thing that Grace says that mm-hmm. is really profound. Sometimes it's easier to fear the worst in each other than to believe the best. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh wow, that that's that's profound Very. right there." I, I think Chuck said to Sam, "Like, oh, say goodbye to Grace for me, or something along those lines." Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh my gosh! That point right there. I said, "Wow." He, there's no bones about who he's concentrating mm-hmm. on at this orphanage. He says, say goodbye to Grace for me. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I personally was like, I wouldn't like, I would have gone to goodbye to her myself. Yeah, I would have too, but I think that in a way it was almost like Chuck marking his territory. Mm-hmm. Grace alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gabe wasn't as forward. <laughs> With- no, but did you see how reluctant his handshake was? Mm-hmm. Sam sticks out his hand, and he's this blonde Adonis going, hey. <laughs> he sticks out his hand, and Gabe just looks at it for a second, and I almost thought he wasn't going to shake it. Yeah. Then he did. He did the right thing, and he took the hand and gave him a very, very firm handshake. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit more firmly than necessary. <laughs> um, yeah. Then we're jumping to the scene uh, where Grace sits down with the inspector and basically says, like, if I have to leave to make this make this place still be approved or something, I will. Um, so that scene came before, right before the locket is found. Oh, wow. I'm way out. <laughs> Um, but of course, inspector decides that, you know, they're all good. So now you're jumping to the end. Yeah. I don't know where I am at this point, but they're all good. They kept their license. Um, I thought that was incredibly noble of grace. mm -hmm, It's between me and the kids. I'm gone. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because those, the, it just kind of really showed how much those kids mean to her. Um, and, and Lillian to an extent as well. Um, well, and then Lillian stands up to Andrews and says, we are a team. We are indivisible. And Grace even tries to tell her to back off, which is another Grace thing to do. They uh-huh. did another role reversal and no, I can't do this by myself. Does impertinence, does impertinence run in this family? You know? <laughs> yeah. So thankfully they get to keep their orphanage, but. I, it kind of seemed to me as he was leaving, it was kind of like, but we're still going to kind of keep an eye on you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we may be seeing some inspector interference later on in the future someday. Who knows? Um, he came right out and said, if there's one more problem because of the checkered uh-huh. history, I'm going to shut you down. Yeah. So they got to would- be careful. Yeah, they got to be very careful. I would not be the least bit surprised if he showed up in another episode, even uh-huh. this season. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when the job is over and Chuck says, do you need a ride? And, no, I'm staying, you know, the whole territorial thing. And then Chuck says, lucky you. Eleanor is a fine cook. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Good one. That's, that's exactly <laughs> why Chuck would want to stay over. Mm-hmm. Was because of the cooking. <laughs> and we see in the preview for next week that he does stay. stay. Oh my yeah. 
word. That the <laughs> next week's episode looks really exciting. And I don't know if you caught this, but in the opening credits, Kevin McGarry's name was in the credits. And so I thought, oh, he's going to be in this episode. And then he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they put him in, they put him, they put his name in the episode just a little early. And so then he's coming in next week. Yeah. That's, that's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be really fun to watch, watching the Mounties uh, interact. interact and work together. And I don't know this for certain, but I'm wondering if Megan Follows, who played Anne Shirley all those years ago so brilliantly, I think that she directed next week's episode. Okay. Yeah. Because so, that'll be cool. Was, oh, I, I am so excited for that. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So I think we've pretty much covered the entire episode at this point. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you want to check us out, we're Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. Um, Cami, where can people find you on the interwebs? So on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Cami Drama Girl, and that's K-A-M-I. And then on Facebook, I have the Hooked Hardy page, and that's Hardy with an I-E. And then my blog is hookedhardy.com. All right. Awesome. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at It's Amy Craig. And again, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. We're Hallmarkies Pod or Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now because you can see our beautiful faces, please subscribe. We really want to hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. So if you could help us out with that, that would be amazing. Uh, go check out Hallmarkies Podcast Network on Patreon and go see what we have over on our Teespring because we have some pretty cool new designs up for the winter season and it's really exciting. Uh, but yes, thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you guys very soon. Bye guys. Bye.